0: And welcome to Tuesday on the Pure Opelka podcast. Mike here, headed to D.C. after we wrap up the podcast. Tonight is the opening of the embassy in Washington, D.C., for the Free Republic of Lieberland. What is Lieberland? Well, you need to go to Lieberland.org and look it up. It's not liberal land. It's Lieberland, based on the libertarian principles of Thomas Jefferson. So check it out. It's a tiny little slice of land on the banks of the Danube River. And it's only been around for about seven or eight years. So it's, uh, it's a fledgling country. And the president happens to be a friend and I happen to be a helper to try and get them more attention. Anyone who's going to promote the principles of libertarianism and Jeffersonian libertarianism has my support so we will get to that when I return tomorrow and I'll tell you what's going on also coming up this week Thursday and Friday I will be sitting in for Joe Paggs nationally on the Joe Pag show I believe it airs 6 to 9 p.m. nationally across the country that's East Coast time but it might time shift in certain areas 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Thursday and Friday for Joe Pags, you can look him up online. And if you're a Pags fan, you know I sit in for him a lot and I'm happy to be back. Boy, we have a lot to get to today. I don't believe, despite what we are hearing, despite what we were hearing early this morning that Kevin McCarthy told the GOP caucus in the House that we're not close to a deal. I believe this is all show, I think this whole debt ceiling drama. It's what both sides do. They're playing politics and they're selling the fear porn. The Democrats are telling us, oh, the whole country will crumble. Dogs and cats living together. Total mass hysteria. Yeah, it's fear porn. So let's just get it done and get to work doing the things that we need you to do, Congress. We need you to make sure you follow up on all these whistleblowers that are coming forward. Another whistleblower, by the way, came forward yesterday and uh, out of the IRS saying that the DOJ has been messing with a Hunter Biden investigation, not just recently, but for years. Maybe we'll get some answers and then maybe some accountability. Uh, I'm dubious, though. Dubious. Although uh, a new survey shows that a majority of Americans for the first time, a majority of Americans for the very first time believe that the Hunter Biden laptop and the Russia collusion story, uh, that the uh, Russia collusion story was made up, but the Hunter Biden laptop is real. And especially when it comes to the, uh, the news about the uh, Russia collusion, Knowing that that's fake is a big stinking deal. We're more than 50%. I think it's 56% are are actually on the right side of that one. Uh, We also have to get to a couple of other clips that I want to play for you. Yesterday was a big day. Yesterday was a very big day for Tim Scott. The South Carolina senator finally uh, put his hat into the 2024 ring. Tim Scott had an event back in his home state. And uh, it was all exciting for Tim Scott. And it was time for the left then to come out and go on the attack. And they did. The left is going to go after Tim Scott. and They're having a hard time figuring out what they're going to be most incensed about. But they're quick to point out, well, he's the only black Republican senator. Hmm. Well, why don't you wait and see what happens in the future? Maybe he'll be the first Republican president who happens to be a black man, but they're all upset about this. Uh, yesterday, well, let me give you a little bit of, of Tim Scott speaking truth at his announcement. It was a big stinker deal. Nice rally he had.
1: I'm the candidate. The far left fears the most. I believe when him. I cut your taxes, they called me a prop. When I refunded the police, they called me a token. When I pushed back on President Biden, they even called me the n-word. I disrupt their narrative. I threaten their control. The truth of my life disrupts their lies.
0: He's right. He's absolutely right. The truth of his life is a 57-year-old black man who brought himself up by his bootstraps and now is a respected member of the United States Senate and a presidential candidate. And he's a conservative and that drives the left nuts. That absolutely drives the left nuts. The, uh, the clowns on The View could not wait to go on the attack. The ladies, I'm using air quotes with my fingers, on The View went after Tim Scott, specifically uh, women of color, Sunny Hostin, and whoopi goldberg one
1: of the issues that tim scott um has is that he seems to think because i made it everyone can make it
0: yeah that's kind of the way that works you know uh we're all guaranteed the opportunity we're not guaranteed results we're guaranteed the opportunity tim scott saw the opportunity worked his butt off and uh he got it done and he made it and now he wants more that's kind of the way success works We'll talk to Jim Stovall later too about consistency and success, etc. But uh, there was more slamming to happen.
2: Ignoring again
0: the fact that he is the exception and not the rule, and until he is I, the rule,
2: then he can stop talking about systemic racism. Clarence Thomas syndrome.
0: So Whoopi called it Clarence Thomas syndrome. Another guy who came from extreme poverty. If you don't know Clarence Thomas's story, you should know it. He is just amazing. And uh, he came close to flirting with radical leftism, too, at one point in his life and made a decision because of his faith not to pursue that. But the left also brought out its uh, super progressive television personalities. Rachel Maddow could not resist the opportunity to mock Tim Scott, even though his story is, as, as we've explained, remarkable hello north charleston
2: thank you thank you hello north charleston can we just play that just i know we have the longer tape that we just played do we have a shorter version can we just play just that part of it one more time do you guys have that when it's time to change you've got
0: that was a rough first three seconds (laughs) of his presidential campaign no is tim scott getting all excited at a rally but she's trying to make a point and i'm wondering if she's trying to say well this is on par with what happened way back in the day when uh, that uh, Bobo Howard Dean in 2004 came out with the weird primal scream, it was an absolute whack job moment, and he was in front of uh, a a huge crowd, a gigantic crowd. After I think he he scored a, a big showing in uh, in a primary run, and uh, he he lost it. So I don't think saying uh, hello, North Charleston. <laughs> is anywhere near this kind of craziness. Well, you guys, you have already got the picture here. I I was about to say, you know, I'm sure there's some disappointed people here. You know what? You know something? You know something? If you had told us one year ago that we were gonna come in third in Iowa, we would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. And we're
1: going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Ah!
0: So that moment, the
1: yeah,
0: moment killed Dean's campaign. Absolutely killed it. And I think that's what the left is trying to do with that little three second screech out of Tim Scott. Good try, good try. Joy Reid, who's also on MSNBC and also happens to be a, uh, an evil liberal leftist, couldn't wait to mock Tim Scott after his announcement.
1: Unconditional love. Binds hearts together. We are not defined by the color of our skin. We are defined by the content of our character. And if anyone tells you anything
2: different, they're a lion. Oh, Lordy. Xenophobia, the bootstrap lie displaying black people. And this quote of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., three of his party's favorite pastimes. What do you expect? from the politician who back in 2017 appeared in a cringy and now deleted video for Senate Republicans deploying stereotypical jive talk to tout the overwhelmingly white right-wing
0: party's tax cuts for the rich. The lone black Republican senator's line in that ad, keep your money. So he spoke to his his people by saying, keep your money. Tim Scott happens to be a black man. He used street parlance. And Joy Reid is upset about that. I wonder if she was upset when Hillary Clinton said, I ain't no ways, tied," and mocked a Southern accent. I doubt it. It's all because Tim Scott is the guy they fear the most. The left fears a conservative black Republican. And Tim Scott is that he's also 57 years old, single, never married, and has no children. And watch, this is going to be cause for a lot of questions. And uh, I seem to recall Cory Booker, a Democrat, African-American Democrat, who ran in the the last go-round, didn't get much traction in the primaries, remember, Spartacus. And uh, he's a single man, and no one's raising eyebrows, or maybe they are. And I wonder, because I think you're probably going to see Spartacus raise his hand again if Joe Biden gets pushed to the side I'll bet you see Cory Booker step up once more that means he'll start dating uh celebrities again because didn't he date a celebrity during the last campaign which got him a whole lot of free press yes he will I guarantee he was doing an interview yesterday with Jen snarky where he was jogging And talking about how he's he's almost at 500 consecutive days of jogging, which is great. Good for you. But suddenly, after nothing out of Cory Booker for months and months and months, he's he's out making the rounds and MSNBC's dutifully putting him on air. Is it because they're worried about Joe Biden? I think the left is very worried about Joe Biden, that his decline, his mental decline is happening quicker than they anticipated. Were you paying attention when Joe Biden was in Japan on Friday and Saturday and came home Sunday? The wandering, the absolute craze, stumbling, wandering of his brain trying to put sentences together?
2: And there's a lot of other, for example, the idea that we're uh, in terms of uh, taxes that they refuse to, for example, we. I was able to balance the budget and pass everything from the the global warming bill. Anyway, I was able to cut by $1.7 billion in the first two years, the deficit that we uh, were, were accumulating.
0: We're only halfway through this and he's taken like 17 left turns. Every time he gets lost, he says, for example, or anyway. That's one of the tells that Joey's off the rails.
2: And uh, because I was able to say to it that the 55 corporations in America that made $4,400 billion.
0: He also doesn't do well with numbers.
2: Or $40 billion, $400 billion.
0: Huh?
2: That uh, they they pay zero in tax, zero. And there's a lot of other, for example, the idea that we're uh, in terms of uh, taxes that they refuse to. For example, we. Uh...
0: For example, for example, I've lost my place. I'm just going to keep saying, for example. It's a little disturbing. And, and what did he say about the president of South Korea? What did he call him?
2: At length with President Loon of South Korea.
0: It's not Loon. It's Yoon. It's not Loon. I'm
2: length with President Loon of South Korea.
0: No, the Loon is the guy speaking. The Loon is the guy speaking. And then Biden actually got called out for something. I could not believe this. I could not believe that Snopes, which is a, uh, a, a lefty organization, Snopes, they say they're fact checkers and they tell you if something's true or not. Snopes actually called Biden out for lying. What was he lying about? Well, here he's in Japan. And uh, he's making a completely false statement about putting together a group called the Quad.
2: And what's going on now is, the, look at the meeting we had here today, uh, today and yesterday, the Quad, Did, I, I bet you, I would maybe some of you thought it, but I doubt many, many people in this audience or any other audience would have said that two years after being elected, I'd be able to convince India, Australia, Japan and the United States to form an organization called the Quad to maintain stability in the Indian Ocean and the South China Sea.
0: Hmm. Only the Quad was formed under Donald Trump. Joe Biden didn't put that together. It was formed under Donald John Trump in 2017. So even Snopes called that Bravo Sierra. Now, we also think that the, the left is starting to slowly sidestep away from Joe Biden because we're even hearing from Hillary Clinton about Joe Biden's age. Hillary Clinton was being interviewed by the Financial Times and it was a public event. And she was asked about Joe and his age and the stumbling.
1: Now, there was that heart-stopping moment where he almost fell over coming down stairs. A day or two ago, he didn't use the railings. Jill wasn't there with him. Every time that happens, your heart is in your mouth because these things could be consequential. Is that a concern?
2: Well, I mean, it's a concern for anyone. Um, and we've had presidents who've fallen before who were a lot younger, um, and people didn't go into, you know, heart palpitations. Um, but he, his age is an issue, and people have every right to consider it.
0: Yes. Which means Hillary has every right to consider it. She still wants to be president. Trust me. There's a good chance she'll jump in and raise her hand if if Joe doesn't make it all the way. Craziness. So we're keeping our eyes on the debt ceiling negotiations. We're keeping our eyes on what's happening uh, with everything out of Washington, D.C. As I said, I'm going to be there. But we're also watching some important cultural stories Uh, in New York yesterday at Hunter College, Hunter College in New York. The Students for Life had set up a table their right to do so. You know, the uh, free speech and the First Amendment still exists on some college campuses. And they were handing out literature talking about the chemical abortions that the left is now pushing so hard. And the students for life were attacked, both verbally and physically, by a professor from Hunter College. You're not educating. This is
2: propaganda. What are you going to do? Like anti trans next? Is that what you're going to do next? I mean, no, we're talking about abortion. this is violent. You're
0: triggering my students. Now, I'm stopping it here for a second because the language of this professor is so much more crass and crude and aggressive than that of the students who are just saying, hey, we have literature about abortion. We're students for life. And she's calling this violent. Yes, reading is violent now. If you don't agree with what someone says, that's violent. But she is the one who ends up being violent. Oh, I'm sorry
2: about that. No, you're not.
0: Because you can't even have a baby. So you don't even know
2: what that is. You don't even know what this is. Get this out
0: of here. She actually swept their materials off the table. A violent act. And by the way, I thought the left was telling us that men can have babies, but she pointed to him and told him he couldn't. The university hasn't addressed it yet. Hunter College hasn't addressed it yet. They're saying they're looking into it. They consider this to be a serious issue. Do you? Do you really? (sighs) Unbelievable. Studentsforlife.org if you wanna track them down and maybe support them, studentsforlife.org. Also, um, tomorrow or the day after, we're going to talk to Lauren Fix, the car coach, Lauren Fix. She has information about uh, Scotland, Scotland, which is setting up wind farms offshore. And uh, there is a discovery that the offshore wind farms that Scotland is operating require diesel generators. Wait a minute. What's going on here? Diesel generators needed to run the offshore wind farms. We thought the whole purpose of disrupting the sea life and putting these ugly gigantic bird killing sea mammal destroying wind farms in the, in the oceans was to generate free electricity from the wind. But you have to have giant diesel powered generators. Yeah. That's what's going on. We'll get the breakdown on it. It's, it's fabulously ironic, isn't it? Absolutely ironic. And hopefully we'll, we'll get them on it. We'll catch them on it. Uh, One more other piece of information I want to share with you is that uh, the Reverend Al Sharpton is back with mispronunciations since he's starting to do more and more live commentary. Listen to him pronounce or absolutely butcher the name of the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. I think Alejandro scared him so he just used the guy's last name and even then couldn't get it done.
1: I talked to the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security uh, Maracas I said that to him they must stop immediately the deportations.
0: So Wait a minute. He he doesn't want anybody deported. He wants more people in the country illegally. But uh, what was that Department of Homeland Security secretary's name?
1: Security uh, Maracas. I said
0: Maracas. Yes, he's Maracas. He's a percussion instrument. What an absolute embarrassment! But NBC, you keep paying him. You keep paying him all the money you're paying him. It's amazing, is it not? Um, other items that are on my radar that we're keeping an eye on, other things that I think are kind of important for us to pay attention to, uh, I, I will tell you uh, the, the situation with the Marine, retired Marine now, Daniel Penny, it deserves all of our support for Mr. Penny. And perhaps you'll pick up a copy of the Wall Street Journal today, My Brother Has a Piece in the Wall Street Journal today about uh, Daniel Penny, and you and I talked about it right after it happened. That the um, that the heroics by Daniel Penny reminded me of a 1967 film called The Incident, and uh, it's on YouTube. You can find The Incident on YouTube. It's got Martin Sheen and Tony Musante and Bo Bridges and Ed McMahon is in there acting too. Yes, Ed McMahon. It's a very powerful movie, and it is parallel to what's going on with uh, Daniel Penny, except uh, we have to pray that a New York jury will have understood the dangers on the subway. Understood. Uh, a couple other stories, as I said, that are on my radar. Uh, Delaware Senator Tom Carper is retiring. He's a Democrat. This could be an opportunity for the GOP. I will not be running. I will make a prediction here's what I think the Democrats are going to do because they seem to believe they have a lock on the state in terms of voters and maybe they do Delaware only has one Congressperson. Uh, it is Lisa Blunt Richardson I think so. no Rochester Lisa Blunt Rochester and uh, I bet you they try and get her to run for the Senate in 2024, which would then give Delaware a pretty easy choice, because if you put a black female up, every black voter in the state will vote for her. pretty much. I I know there's a few conservatives in the state, but it's pretty much a blue state. So maybe that will put a House seat up in Delaware. I think Delawareans, based on demographics, have a stronger opportunity to win the House seat than the Senate seat, unless we have a great candidate. I haven't seen one yet. And no, I'm not running, not running at all. Keep your eyes on Robert Kennedy. He's starting to get a little more media traction underneath his feet. And uh, he did uh, an interview where he came out and said, well, you know, COVID, I would never have locked down America. That's going to bring a lot of people in. That will bring a lot of people across the line. Uh, There's something out there called chroming that's going on. We're going to talk to Dr. Royzen about it tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow. Yeah. We should talk to Dr. Royzen about chroming and why it's dangerous and why you need to warn your kids about it. We'll also discuss with Dr. Royzen the story of a very wealthy man. A, I think he's one of those, they call him centimillionaires when you've got hundreds of millions of dollars, but not a billion, a centimillionaire who's intent on staying young forever. And he's trying to do it with all kinds of wacky chemistry, including using his son's blood. He has a 17-year-old son, and he's using his blood. We'll we'll get into that. Uh, We also have um, a story about uh, somebody who paid $600,000 for a smash guitar. It was a guitar that Kurt Cobain, the late Kurt Cobain, played with, I believe, the first Nirvana, huge Nirvana album. And I think it was the guitar he used on smells like teen spirits and someone paid six hundred thousand dollars for that someone has too much money and i guess if it's your money you can spend it however you want to spend it uh there is good news out of the crazy woke world trans activists or anti-trans activists are starting to get a little traction as well uh, a trans cyclist meaning a man who's pretending to be a woman won a bicycle race and the rest of the women who were supposed to be on the podium said, Nope, sorry, we're not doing this. And it was so it was just the one man standing alone claiming to be the winner in the women's category. Well done to the ladies who are standing up and turning their backs on the madness. Uh, also a salute to Louisiana. There's a new bill working its way through the Louisiana legislature that would block foreign adversaries, foreign adversaries from buying land in that state. I think that should be a federal rule. I don't think we need our enemies buying land in this country. Thank you. They wouldn't let us buy land in their country. I think that's the way we have to go. All right. I'm um, I'm going to give us a little hope. Give us a little bit of hope, a little hope from our friend Jim Stovall. A little Winner's Wisdom is next on the Puro Pelka Podcast. I always smile when I see that Jim Stovall is on the phone and we're going to get to spend some time with uh, just what an amazing and inspirational human being. Jim Stovall, a guy who has overcome so many things to achieve so much, written more than 50 books, created companies, is a philanthropist and a guy who is endlessly optimistic, I find, and that optimism comes from a lot of wisdom, his winner's wisdom, which is the column Jim puts out every week and then we talk about it. You should know it and you should go to Jimstoval.com, check out the column each week, it shows up in your mailbox for free, and then hang out with us. Jim, welcome back my friend.
1: Always good to be with you, highlight of my week.
0: Well, um, then we're even because I Mm -hmm. absolutely look forward to our conversations. And last week I'm on the golf course and a friend of mine who I I get to play golf with every now and then says a dear friend of his has a, a, a child, a young adult who is starting to suffer a vision loss. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking immediately, I wonder if it's like what Jim experienced. And he said, the kid's feeling a little bit dejected and life is kind of beating him up. And he said, I'm turning him on to Jim Stovall and what Jim has written and what Jim has done. And I said, oh, I will tell Jim. And I, I'm thinking that's probably not the first time you've heard someone has used your experience as inspiration.
1: Well, I would be. Yes, I always appreciate that. And. uh would be pleased to speak to the young man at the appropriate time. And, you know, anytime you're going through anything in life, it, it seems overwhelming until you see someone else that's already gone through it. And it's just uh, nothing like, uh, you know, connecting with people. So whatever it is, I, I think uh, support groups and things like that are, are really important.
0: It's such great and simple advice. If If you're feeling down because of some hand that life has dealt you, uh, Jim's right, I guarantee you, you're not the first person, you're not the test case. God has put this, uh, this test out there in the past and many, many, many people have gotten through it and thrived, not just survived, but they're thriving. So it's important to find those folks and, and learn from them. And this week, uh, Jim, the column deals with something that I have long, long believed is um, able to help people get ahead even if they may not be the fastest the smartest the tallest whatever and that is the the power of consistency uh... is that is what you're trying to point out to us here isn't it
1: yeah it, the, the column is called consistently consistent and uh, we succeed not by doing anything great or overwhelming in one day but by just showing up day after day after day and doing the right thing and uh... I, I was pleased to have uh, nine of my uh, books turned into movies, and I, I got to do three with uh, Brian Dennehy, who I really enjoyed working with, and, you know, I I, uh, I I always do a little cameo in each of my films, so I was getting ready to do one, uh, my little stint as the limo driver, I got a couple lines here, and he always comes out to see uh, my cameos, uh, he always did, God rest his soul. Because he said, there's no, he said, it's my day off, but there's nothing in, in town more exciting than uh, you driving a limousine. So uh, <laughs> he, always, he always staked out a place behind the car somewhere. He was always back there somewhere. But I said, any advice? And he said, well, in one of my earliest roles, I, I got to meet Spencer Tracy, and he had the best advice. Show up on time, know your lines, hit your mark. And if you can do those things, you know, and I was looking for some way, you know, you emote and you know, you know, implore the acting god. Now, just show up on time, know your lines, and hit the mark. Don't, don't, don't overdo. You know, and and that's kind of uh, you know what we're talking about here. And you know, uh, I, I, in the column, I describe. Um, my once a decade i go to the grocery store i i uh, my my bride crystal was in europe helping to stimulate the euro or something last year so i go to the grocery store with a colleague of mine i got to pick up some stuff you know and you know i'm looking like for bread and peanut butter you know and so we find the bread and i get some in my cart there you know and then where's the peanut butter i think it's got to be right here no no it's clear over there and I, well, who designs this thing? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to have bread, peanut butter should be right there. I mean, why would you have it way over there? So anyway, we finally get all the stuff, and I'm explaining to this young lady who probably goes three times a week to the grocery store how this thing is totally out of line. So we get to the checkout line, and there's like 12 different places to go. And, and uh, you know, she said, uh, you just you pick the shortest line and stay with it. And so I noticed there's two kinds of people. There's the people that do that. And then the people, they're always jumping from one line to the other to the other because they're, they're going to cut their distance, right, to get to, to the checkout counter. And they just seem to be moving further and further back. And, you know, it's just the way it is in life. Pick a lane, stay with it, and you're going to be great. And, um, you know, this weekend I'm going to uh, speak at a funeral for a cousin of mine. We grew up together, a great guy, and lost a uh, – uh, heroic battle with cancer but uh, he was 6 years older than me when we were kids we always talked about we're both going to be entrepreneurs and become millionaires and we're going to be entrepreneurs and then in his 20s he had two two sons and um, went through a tough divorce got both of his little boys and you know he one day we were talking he said Jim I'm not going to be an entrepreneur I'm going to get a job I'm going to go to every one of my kids' ball games. I'm going to go to the opening day of fishing season. I'm going to do all this stuff and I'm going to get season tickets to the ball games. So, you know, he worked at a little convenience store Monday through Thursday. You know, got in his 40 hours in 4 days, had a 3-day weekend. Did this for, you know, 40 years. And, uh, you know, and I went on and became an entrepreneur and uh, and you know, one day at our family reunion, we're out fishing, and he said, "I need some advice on my stock." and I said, "What? And he said, "Well, I I don't know whether to liquidate or do I roll this over? What do I do?" And I'm I'm thinking, "Well, how much you got?" He said, well, "I I just bought into the the company stock when I had an option in the employee stock option program." I said, "Steve, you know, how much we got here?" He said, "Well, just a little over 2.2 million." <laughs>
2: wow. And I and
1: I thought, "Wow." Okay. And uh, you know, he, he you know, he found a lane, he made his life work. And he succeeded. He, you know, he got to where we both wanted to get. He got there a little different way, but you know, it works. And you know, there's just the people who just show up day after day and do something amazing. And you know, Mike, you've been in and around the news media all your life and broadcasting it. You know, I've always said that. The headlines are not what's going on in America. If you want to know what's going on in America, don't look at the headlines. The headlines are the weird, freaky, unusual things. That's how they get to be headlines. Somebody takes the fine print and blows them up into the headline. You know, what really happened in America today is good people got up, loved their kids, hugged their spouse, went off and did their job, served others, created value. Uh, you know, were orderly, followed the law, did the right thing, came home, played with their kids, and just made a difference. Nothing amazing, just showed up and did their thing. That's what went on in America today, and that's what will go on in America tomorrow. So just don't get all freaked out by the headlines, because uh, those are the unusual, weird things. But uh, what goes on in America is good people that are just being consistently consistent.
0: And in that consistency is a very simple and wise tale. Jim talks about his, his late cousin, and I'm sorry for your family's loss, but that's a gentleman who, who did the right thing for his life and for his children and was rewarded because he also did the right simple thing at work by participating in a tiny investment program, you know, shave a little bit off your income every week and put it away, whether it's a company plan or uh, some 401k plan and you wake up 40 years later and you got $2 million and you might have a nice, comfortable retirement with your family. It's about the baby steps. It's about the little things. Years ago, Jim, when I was able to do a lot of running, I ran distance and I ended up running marathons. And you don't wake up, as you say in the column, and complete a marathon because you said, I think I'll run a marathon today. No, it takes months and months and months of running shorter races and building up that strength. And then one day you've got it. It is about consistency. It's about getting up every day and putting in the time and the work. And it's not hard work if you just do a little bit every day. This column, Jim, is just absolutely spot on for me. It spoke to me, and I know it's gonna speak to so many other people. Consistently consistent. It's the winner's wisdom this week from Jim Stovall. And you need to go to jimstovall.com today and sign up and get it in your inbox. My friend, again, our hearts out to your family for the loss of your cousin, but he gave us a great lesson as well.
1: He sure did, and uh, I thank you, and we will talk next week.